This is the Ingalls Information Aisle with Leah McGrath, helping you eat healthy, feel great, and understand your nutrition. Now, here's your host, Ingalls Dietitian Leah McGrath. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Ingalls Information Aisle. This is Leah McGrath, your Ingalls Dietitian and it's that time of year again, folks. It's seasonal allergy time. <laughs> and I'm just saying that because I definitely have an issue with seasonal allergies. And so I thought it was very timely to bring my friend um, Ashley Garling into the studio today. Um, she is with the Ingalls Pharmacy, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about seasonal allergies and what are the things that we want, we can take that's over the counter and what's the difference between asthma and allergy or what should we be concerned about interacting with medications? When, when might you want to go to your physician? So welcome, Ashley. Thank you. Yes, it is that time of year. I've been struggling with the allergies myself. So. I know. <laughs> so tell everybody what your title is so everybody gets to know you. Definitely. I'm the clinical pharmacist for Ingalls Pharmacy. So I help to keep our Ingalls pharmacists, you know, uh, up to date as possible and educate the public on everything that their pharmacist could do for them. And you've been in a couple of other times and we've talked about things like the types of vaccines that um, vaccinations that Ingalls gives has. Do you want to just run through some of those while we have you here? Yes, definitely. Your Ingalls pharmacist can help you. Um, we can vaccinate at any time. So anything from your flu vaccine to getting you caught up on your booster shots, anything that you need there. If you ever have a question about anything from diet, exercise, what you're taking as far as herbal products or over-the-counter products and any prescription medication questions, you know, don't be afraid to stop in or call and ask. We're really a wealth of knowledge, you know, right there at your Ingalls Pharmacy. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. and you know, folks, uh, the Ingalls pharmacists can also help you understand when certain medications are supposed to be taken. So if you want to eat take them with food or on an empty stomach or you have to drink a full glass of water. These are all really good. You know that moment when the pharmacist says, do you have any questions about your medication? You you should think about it and ask. This is a great time for you to get that kind of information, right, Ashley? It's always a good time. And if you're you know you're one of those people like I am where you lock up and you go, no, I don't think so. And then you get home and you have a question. It's always great to you know give your pharmacist a call. We're there seven days a week, um, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. through the week. So we're there to answer your questions. Don't be afraid to call back and say, I actually did have a question. There you go. Good. So. Yeah. Well, let's start talking about seasonal allergies. And so what is the difference between when, when we talk about allergy and seasonal allergies? What's the distinction there? They're very similar, but seasonal allergies are typically more in the spring and the fall. Okay. Um, an allergy is an allergy. It's where your body, uh, the immune system reacts to something that's foreign to your body mm -hmm. and thinks that it shouldn't be there. Okay. But allergies, uh, seasonal allergies are based more on the things that are in the air. So pollen, mold, and dust. And that just kind of irritates your eyes, your nose, your throat, and your lungs. And so they're kind of um, more mild symptoms. If you were to have a true allergic reaction, that can be very severe. And that's where people would be allergic to, say, bees or peanuts, certain medicines, peanuts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. You know, one of the things I hear a lot of times from people is who, um, when they've relocated to this area, that all of a sudden they have 
allergies, these seasonal allergies that they never had before. Have you heard that as well? I have heard that and experienced that. (laughs) So apparently um, my allergies don't like rhododendrons very well. So so when I was uh, in the mountains this weekend, my allergies really acted up and everything. But uh, the great thing is there are easy and effective over-the-counter medications you can use. And if you're not sure, you know, just ask your pharmacist, tell them, you know, what your allergy. So I get stuffy nose and congestion. My eyes will be like kind of itchy and I feel like um, I just want to rub them all the time. That's yes. like, that's me. And then sometimes in the morning when I wake up, I feel like I have a hangover and it's, I don't have a hangover, but I have that like real, um, you know, those birds that are in the back of people's cars that tip over, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that, like my head is really full. And like, if I, if I lean too far forward, I'd just fall over. So yeah. that's, those are my symptoms, Ashley. Yeah. Is and that- those are really <laughs> common. Yeah. Anytime your sinuses get inflamed or have any sort of mucus or fluid mm-hmm. in them, they can really throw off your equilibrium and have that kind of heavy feeling. Yeah, exactly. A real headachey kind of feeling Mm -hmm. too. I think it's important to not to diminish that these symptoms are really can be really aggravate people. And if you don't, if you're having a lot of these problems, these respiratory problems, it can escalate and become much worse, right? It can. If you let it go too long, if you have a cough, um, or if it gets like to be a very mucusy cough, it can even develop into pneumonia mm-hmm. and things like that. So if it's lingering past, you know, seven days or uh, the over-the-counter treatment's not working, you know, talk to your pharmacist, you know, ask them, do you think I should go in? Should I be seen? Because it may be something more. It may be a sinus infection or right. pneumonia or something worse. Right. Yeah. And especially like I've gotten to the point where, you know, I, I started to have, um, I get, I think I was developed or had an allergy to pine trees and that, that we, uh, like a variety that we didn't have in Pennsylvania growing up. And when I moved to South Carolina and then here to North Carolina, it must have really bothered me. And if I, let it go, it would, I would get pneumonia. I, it would just get worse and worse and get pneumonia. So then my doctor said, you probably need to be on some sort of over-the-counter allergy medicine almost all year long just to keep that at bay so you don't, because I would just get bronchitis. I get pneumonia every time, every season. So yeah. yeah. Is that normal? Oh, yeah. That's very normal. I've got lots of patients that are on like an antihistamine every day. So a Claritin or a Zyrtec, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And they're they're proven safe to use regularly. Um, Sometimes you'll build up what uh, my patients call like a tolerance. And you may have to switch um, from one, you know, one brand name to the other or one generic to the other um, just to kind of give your body a break from that one particular medicine. Okay. Or in the winter. Or, you know, give yourself a break when nothing's blooming. Right. So. Yes, exactly. That's what I t- tend to do. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm taking it most of the year long. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're just joining us, I'm talking with Ashley Garling. She is the pharmacy so tell me again your title because I feel like it changed. The, the clini- yeah, the clinical pharmacist for clinical Ingalls. Clinical pharmacist for Ingalls. And folks, we have over a hundred pharmacies now, don't we? Is we it- do. We opened our 106th just Yay. the other day. Exciting. It I know. Exciting. So, and as Ashley's been telling us that um, the Ingalls pharmacists are a great resource for you in the store. Um, if you have questions about over-the-counter medications, herbal supplements that we sell in the store, remember folks that those herbal supplements act just like medications in your body. So make sure you talk to your Ingalls pharmacist. Stay tuned to the Ingalls Information Aisle. We're talking about seasonal allergies.
Welcome back to the Ingalls Information Aisle. This is Leah, your Ingalls dietitian, talking with Ashley Garling of our pharmacy department about seasonal allergies. And we were kind of commiserating about the fact that we both are, we both have seasonal allergies. Mine have not been quite as bad this year. Like, I don't know why, but so let's talk about some of the over the counter items, uh, treatments that you can find at Ingalls because, you know, there are pills, there are sprays, there are even eye drops. What's out there for people and what kinds of symptoms does it really, do they relieve? Uh, there are a lot of products out there. That's why it's uh, really the easiest thing to ask your pharmacist and they can show you because everyone's allergies are different. You sure. said, you know, your eyes bother you, whereas mine, it's more sinus nasal congestion. Uh, the Tablets are typically what we call antihistamines. So histamines are um, your body's way of reacting to that allergen, mm-hmm. and it causes inflammation and watery, you know, watery eyes, the itchiness, that sort of thing. So antihistamines um, are, you know, going against those in your body, and so they kind of calm your body down a little bit. So those are the tablets you typically see mm-hmm. out there, and they're good for all allergies. They help with the eyes, the nose, the throat, coughing. Um, but if you just have like one area that really bothers you, like your eyes, an eye drop may be more effective because it's going right to the site mm-hmm. of your allergy or the nose, the nasal sprays. And there's several different kinds. With the eye drops, uh, what I always want to recommend and it's easy because they have either an A on the box or they have a green box. Okay. Um, those are how you can pick out the allergy eye drops okay. because they're very different from some of the other eye okay. drops. Uh, if you were to use a redness eye drop, that may actually be painful if you're having oh. eye allergies. Okay. Um, so you always want to make sure you remove any contacts and then right. using the allergy eye drops. Um, you know, ask your pharmacist if you're not sure. But those can go right to the site and can, you know, help that itchiness, mm-hmm. clear up your site. Okay. And uh, those are really effective. And you can actually use them in combination as well with the tablets and okay. kind of do that double duty. Um, also avoiding your triggers, you know, if you know you know, that you can't mow the grass, you mm. know, um, you know, get your your spouse or, to, to mow the grass for you or, you know, using a mask when you mow. Yeah. Um, HEPA filters are great inside your HVAC system or in your vacuum cleaner. Those okay. help as well. Um, and then, of course, if the nose is your problem, the nasal sprays are really effective. They have nasal sprays that you can use kind of as needed. They mm-hmm. also have nasal sprays that you start before the season mm-hmm. and you can use them every Every day to prevent the allergies from even starting. Yeah, I think that's a good suggestion too. Like, uh, I love to sleep with my win- the windows open at night, but my husband drives him crazy because it makes his allergies worse mm-hmm. um, it, when the when the when there's a lot of I guess pollen in the air, the type of pollen that bothers him. So I like those suggestions to um, to cl- maybe close the windows in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I've heard too is if you are outside. To take your clothes off and, um, you know, not out in public, but just take your clothes off and wash them so that you, if there's pollen and things that are on your clothing, that you're not transferring it to, you know, um, your bed or something else that is going to aggravate your allergies. Yes, and that's actually uh, perfectly correct. Yeah, taking changing your clothes when you come in. Uh, if you have a pet, you know, brushing them oh. before they come inside, oh, okay. that'll get the pollen off because you don't want it on your couch or right. you know, your bed sheets, things like that, because yeah. then that's where they stay and will 
constantly aggravate your sinuses. Yeah, that's so. a good point too. Well, in addition to all these over the counter, you know, the, the tablets, the drops, the nasal spray, there's a lot of, um, uh, m- more, I'll, I'll put it in air quotes, natural remedies that are out there that you hear about. And let's talk about how effective some of those are. Like one of them that you hear quite a bit about is, you know, use a neti pot. Tell everybody what that is and is is that going to be effective? Sure. So a neti pot, um, you can purchase those over the counter. They're typically, um, just like it sounds, a small teapot shaped um item and they can be clay, they can be plastic, but they actually have a pre-made solution that you mix up in the pot and you kind of tip over the sink and run the solution through your nostrils and up into your sinuses. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are some issues with neti pots. They can help flush pollen and things like that out of your sinuses, Mm -hmm. but you have to use them correctly. The FDA actually released a warning last year about the use of neti pots. Uh, If you don't use distilled water Mm -hmm. or sterilized water, you have a risk of getting bacteria. They actually had an amoeba outbreak. um, from using neti pots in your sinuses and your sinuses are um, up there kind of above your eyebrows mm-hmm. and, and close to your brain. And it's a lot of bone up there, which antibiotics and things can't penetrate well. Oh, okay. So when you get a really severe sinus infection um, from something like a series of amoeba or bacteria or fungal infection, that's very hard to clear up with yeah. medications. So using the sterile water, the distilled water, that's, you you know, prepackaged like near Ingalls is going to be your safest bet. Okay. Um, if you were to choose to try to boil your own water, you have to do that for at least five minutes, okay. but you have to make sure it cools off before you use it. Oh, yeah. We have seen burns. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Where the water's not cool enough. Thanks. So. Well, how about honey? You know, a lot of times you'll hear, oh, well, I just, I use local honey and that for my allergies. What, what is there any truth in that? Uh, there is, you know, some theory behind honey use. The problem is, and I actually have a friend who is a beekeeper, and we had a, a whole discussion on this. It was really great. But um, you would have to know what you're allergic to and then be very specific. It has to be raw honey. It can't be pasteurized. Mm-hmm. So it's not safe for children to use. That's mm-hmm. important. And also it has to be honey where the bees were pollinating the exact plant that you happen to be allergic to. So that's very specific. And bees don't typically take direction very well. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) So it's hard to know that the the local honey that you're getting has what you need in it. Right, right. So a lot of people like that. It would be like a teaspoon a day. Um, But the effectiveness, it really depends on the individual and the allergy. It just has too many uh, specific needs for that to be really effective. And the other thing we were talking about is, you know, your honey has to make it through your digestive system where it's going to be subject to all these stomach acids. So what's going to be left after it makes that process? Maybe, maybe nothing at all. So exactly. It's a nice idea. It's probably not going to hurt you, but whether or not we'll help you is is questionable. Stay tuned to the Ingalls Information Hour. We're talking with Ashley Garling of our pharmacy department at Ingalls about seasonal allergies. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Ingalls Information Aisle. This is Leah, your Ingalls dietitian, talking with Ashley Garling of the Ingalls Pharmacy Department. We're talking about seasonal allergies, and we're kind of running through some of the over-the-counter things you can buy, as well as um, alternatives to that, things like taking honey, um, doing the neti pot. Um, what about essential oils? Because I know that we sell them at Ingalls and I hear a lot of people talking about them. As um, a PharmD, a, f- a doctor of pharmacy, what are your thoughts about essential oils or about consuming them? Yes, and I actually, uh, we had a sale on them the other day and I actually purchased because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to use them in my home and see what they were all about. And typically if you use essential oils in a diffuser or in a cold mist vaporizer, they're generally safe. The problem really comes in with essential oils when you start taking them by mouth mm-hmm. or putting them on your skin. Mm. A lot of these oils can cause um, ulcers or burns if mm. you actually apply them to your skin. They can be very toxic. I know one that is touted for allergies and asthma is eucalyptus, mm-hmm. which I know that when I've had a cold, I've put a little eucalyptus in my vaporizer. But you never want to use it on the skin. Actually, eucalyptus oil is very toxic. Mm. It only takes about three and a half mLs. So that's, you know, a little over half of a teaspoon to be fatal if you oh were to gosh. ingest it. Yes. Wow. So if you were to take that by mouth and drink it, then it could be fatal. So that's scary. That is scary. So some of these also like frankincense oil can be very dangerous. Um, so they're, they're okay if they're used, say, in a diffuser in a very, very small amount, but never apply them, never um, eat them, never take them with food. Yeah. Or swallow them in any manner. Yeah, so. that's important information. And I have seen the same thing about people um, putting essential oils directly onto their skin and breaking out in terrible rashes from that, um, from using the oil on their skin. And somebody else uh, made a really good point that um, when w- walking into it, if they have like asthma, walking into a shop, a really strong um, diffuser with essential oils has has triggered their an asthma attack for them too. Yes, that is very common. Um, I have two sizes. I have the the larger diffuser and the smaller one. Mm-hmm. And actually, my my dog had an asthma attack to the large oh, one because it was so strong, which I thought was interesting. But uh, anything in the air that is very potent, whether it's um, essential oils, pollen, mold, dust can trigger an asthma attack. Asthma is slightly different than allergies. That's where your lungs are more swollen and they're kind of constantly on alert. They're always overreacting to things in the air. And so anything like strong smells or any particles in the air, uh, incense, things like that can trigger asthma attacks. And that's where those lungs really close up and your airways are just not able to you know, open and close properly to bring in enough air. And it can be very dangerous. Yeah, I think that's something that we need to think about, too, is that, you know, there are a lot of people who have pre-existing condition of of asthma and then in the allergies could really be very serious for them and they have to have uh 
I want to call it a nebulizer. Is that right? It's an inhaler. Inhaler. Yeah. That's it. Inhaler to keep their inhaler with them. Mm-hmm. So that helps open up the lungs, right? To it keep- does. Yeah. There are two types of inhalers for asthmatic patients or people with asthma. There is one that they would take every single day. Mm-hmm. And that kind of keeps their symptoms at bay. Right. And then there's the one that you always want to keep with Like a you. rescue inhaler. It's exactly. A rescue inhaler. And the key things to remember about your rescue inhaler, especially this time of year, is don't leave them in your hospital. Hot car. Oh, you know, okay. try to keep them with you, um, and also check the expiration dates mm. on those. You know, if you've had yours for a couple of years, you probably want to get that changed out and get your doctor to get you a new prescription because it may not be as effective. You may not have as many doses left, and I would hate for someone to have an asthma attack and not have enough medicine yeah. in their inhaler. Yeah. Uh, so things like that, always checking, uh, and nebulizer machines. Okay. Um, also can deliver the same medicine, but it's in a machine and you kind of breathe it through a mask a lot of times. They're doing that at home or something. Mm -hmm. They do that at home, but uh, the tubes, a lot of patients will put them on the shelf in the winter and then have an asthma attack, grab their machine, but the tubing has been sitting around in the dust for a couple of months and they'll give themselves uh, a worse asthma attack or even end up in the hospital. Oh, okay. So it's this time of year, clean your nebulizer machines or get new tubing, check your inhalers, check their expiration dates, make sure they're working properly. And if they're not, you know, talk to your pharmacist and we'll we'll get you what you need. Yeah. Wow, there are lots to think about. And I think, you know, um, I certainly want to emphasize again, if you have a child or an adult with asthma, those seasonal allergies can really trigger an asthma attack. And that could be very serious. I mean, I know that, um, that you see patients in the emergency room who have, who are really in desperate situations because they can't breathe. Right, from that. That's correct. This time of year is particularly bad to see asthma and COPD patients both oh, yeah. in the emergency rooms and in the hospitals. So. Yeah, definitely serious. So we've covered, um, we've covered vaccines that you can get at Ingalls and, um, t- the importance of talking to your Ingalls pharmacist about any questions you have about your medications, your prescription medications, your over the counter medications, essential oils, um, vitamin, mineral supplements, Another important thing I want to mention, too, is interactions. People do not understand. We have about a minute left. What does it mean when we talk about drug interactions? Anything that you put in your body can interact together, especially medications, uh, whether they're prescription, over-the-counter, or herbal supplements. They can all interact inside your body Mm -hmm. together, and they can either make one not work or one work too much and can give you bad side effects. So asking your pharmacist, we're really the drug experts on that, Mm -hmm. to look into your medications and make sure that you don't have medicines or over-the-counter and herbal things that are um, counteracting each other or giving each other you know, bad side effects because they're being taken at the same time. And and we just have a a few seconds left, but what about um, how often should you check, like, if you have medications in your cupboard and they're expired, what should you do with them? That's a great question. Uh, There are drop-off locations for expired medications. And actually, uh, the EPA has guidelines on their website as well. Typically, we crush them up 
You can mix them with coffee grounds or kitty litter in a sealed container and put them in your regular trash is okay in North Carolina. Uh-huh. We do not recommend flushing them because they do get in the water. Yeah. So that's no longer a recommendation. So really crushing them, mixing them with something that's not palatable and then discarding them, you know, in a laundry detergent bottle or something like that that's secure. Great. And then putting them in the trash. Thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us on the Ingalls Information Aisle. Always great information from our Ingalls Pharmacy Department. Thank you so much.